everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of That Was a Hoot, a Rocco's Modern Life recap series. Not many anymore. <laughs> no longer many. Shit's getting so thick. <laughs> We're in season two of the series now. Yes, we are. We don't have to read all of the credits. No. Like we were doing for the comics. I noticed that we like and I missed that. I don't already. respect the creators of the show as much as I do the creators <laughs> of the comic well, book. It's for some kind reason. of like in the forefront. They don't in every episode of the show. It's it literally is just creative producer, you know, executive yeah. producer. It doesn't have any cool creative names and you're yeah. forced to see it as your very first page. It's like Joe and to. Steven's show at this point. Like yes. that's when you get into the CV show. That's what you got. But that's what it meant. Like, but whenever you're staring at it in the comics, you have this laundry yeah. list of people that are, you know, inkers and and your artists in general. And, and, and they had more fun stuff. with it. Let's be honest. Absolutely. They were new daddy. And uh, <laughs> new daddy. <laughs> Remember new daddy? No, I don't know. One of the like the artist or something had a kid. And so oh, was new yeah, daddy. yeah, new daddy. OK, yeah, <laughs> I remember now. I was lost. I was thinking of like a product. I was like, I remember go daddy. <laughs> you don't remember new daddy? I don't remember daddy. All right, here we go. We're starting off with season two, episode one, segment one. I have no son. Another iconic episode coming straight out the gate. This one opens up with two pigs having a picnic. Um, and then that's when we're introduced to the fatheads for the first time. A very that's iconic right. character that would carry on uh, not just throughout the remainder of the seasons of the show, um, but into static playing a movie as well, which this this whole uh, character development that we have here of this new character that we're going to have introduced is, uh, is the biggest reason of like static cling, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Absolutely. like, that's the whole arc is just based around him. Yes. In a sense. Uh, uh describe fat heads. Like they look like they're mul- like warty triangles. Yeah. They're like, they're like, they are green. They are mold versions of Mr. And Mrs. Bed, Bed big Ed. but they're, but they're, 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 they're not more like triangular. Creatures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the artist's representation. <laughs> that's like how I think that's kind of how he envisions, envisions his mom and dad. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully you're watching along with us. So it's not that spoiler. What if they're watching like a minute by As minute? I watch it. Like they're just like, pause, God damn play, it. Pause, God damn play. It. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the fat heads land on top of the pigs that were having a lovely picnic. Uh, then we go into an intro for the TV show, The Fat Heads. It's very Ren Stimpy-esque with the theme music that we get. The boom, mm, mm, yeah. mm, mm, Very iconic to me. Uh, and this is very more like you you had written here, more itchy and scratchy. I agree with that. They're like banging each other in the head. Like, yeah. Bye-bye. What did they say in that? That I You remember? On what? the itch the... It's words. I remember I reading. Re- it. I don't remember that part. I just remember it. it's the itchy and scratchy show. I think that because it's like I always thought it was bye 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 bye. I thought it was just like, like one saying like, bye. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like they're chasing each other. It's uh, it's like you die, you die, you die, you die, you die, 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 die. I think that's what it is. And I was I was not shocked in like a how like gruesome is that, but like shocked and like oh, there's actually words to the song. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's very par for the course, though, in that sense, because I mean, they are literally like trying like, to kill each other, yeah, the entire time. Like the like itchy will like or scratchy will like, or yeah, itchy will throw like a bomb inside of Scratchy's mouth, and like you'll see a cat's head explode on right. TV. Exactly. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's just how it works. Yeah. Uh, we zoom out to see Filbert watching the TV mm-hmm. uh, with the fat heads on it. So we uh, we we were just this witnessing is, an opening to a show. The the fat heads is essentially like the biggest thing in this world. It's hot since really really big man it's Comics. uh it's boba fett it is boba fett right now yeah 
uh he's uh he's wearing a fatheads t-shirt he's got his, are, aren't they yeah whenever they eventually come in right? and then uh there's a he's got his parking meter yeah which is what hands. they're hitting each other with in that's the heads. right yeah and then a large fly toy next to him he's which is their pet and uh and he yells for rocco that the show is starting they have such weird catchphrases too as this show unfolds i don't have any of them written down but they've got like really weird shit that they say and their voice is just so gross yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's just very it's just it is like imagine if both characters it sounds like it's just voiced by ed, whoever voices ed and bev yeah but they just like told him like just really guttural and gross like you're a nasty yeah. person yeah you know what i mean like it's just as disgusting as you can possibly yeah. think they're like they're like the big head versions of boba of uh, boba fett of jabba the hut yeah they're like gross sluggy warty people it's a Cartman only triangles big head. like you said yeah Cartman big heads <laughs> i like that so rocco feeds spunky some hungry mutts food uh which is a dog food in a can that has uh what looks like at least one valve body part and an eyeball inside of it. Um, so, you know, he's getting his uh, proteins yes, in for right. sure. At uh, least you've got actual like <laughs> liver and stuff parts in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on the show, we see the fatheads walking about the street with their pet fly. The guy, which we know is Edward Elisa Fathead, according to his wife. Uh, so it's Ed, Ed Fathead, mm-hmm. uh, is stopped by a Girl Scout, uh, which he eats. Uh, and then his wife hits him over the head with one of those uh, parking meters and yep. then pulls the girl out of his mouth along with a few other people that I guess Ed Fathead has eaten. So they have like a, a person that has like a weird face that almost looks like the mad TV guy that they pull out of there. That's kind of like eventually becomes the announcer for the show. Oh, yeah. Like the, he is a weird. He was because uh, she says something about have you been eating solicitors or something like yeah, that? Yeah. And, he's and that the, was the he's first the one, one that like they end up saying like when the, the show person, closes yeah. out, they do the good night hosers that's and right they all have a normal voice all of a sudden yeah for some reason even the big or even the fat heads mm. it's weird it's all real weird <laughs> so the show goes to commercial and it says created by ralph bighead and rocco and filbert stop their hysterical laughing and rocco says you don't think you know like alluding you that think like, there there are other big heads next door that's right and mm-hmm. the camera pans over to the big heads uh, where they are crying and carrying on uh that their baby is humiliating them every week, indicating that Ralph is indeed their son and the fatheads are Ralph's imitation of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how this shows. Okay. So this show goes on every week. Rocco and heifer, not heifer Rocco and Filbert love the show. Yeah. They tune in. How have they not realized that the creator's name is Ralph Bighead by now? If the, if they say created by Ralph Bighead. Yeah. Why is it just now? It's not like there. Here's this brand new show that we're super excited about. I think it's just because the cameras on them. <laughs> oh, it's because they're being filmed. Relevant to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't think too much further into it. Than that. I, I think that's all there is. <laughs> so after Ed says that he never wants to hear Ralph's name again to Rocco, <laughs> uh, Rocco comes over. I meant. Uh, and asks if uh, Ralph is his nephew or his son or somebody like that. <laughs> and Ed storms away. Uh, and Bev then explains, I, and I believe that Ed, sh- uh, Ed slams, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he slams the door in Rocco's face and Rocco's head's through the door. Yeah. And, and Bev just through walks the, up. She's just talking to Rocco's head in the door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And shows him the, the baby pictures of Ralph as a tadpole. <laughs> and, uh, and which I guess then they're definitely like, they're not just like, they look like frogs. They're yeah. straight up like frogs. 
start out as tadpoles. In the picture, are there more tadpoles than just the one that looks like Ralph? I don't think so. Okay. I think I was like, I wonder, because normally when like frogs one. spawn, there's multiples, there's like dozens. Egg sack. Yeah. You know, like there's dozens and dozens of yeah. tadpoles. Like, I wonder if there's like other kids that are either dead, not necessarily deadbeat, or maybe they just don't care for them. Yeah. Maybe they just don't like any of their kids. Or maybe only <laughs> one survives out of a batch. Yeah. But there was only one. Ralph ever ate all the others. That's right. Or Bev did or whoever. But, uh, and then she shows uh, Rocco the rest of the pictures of Ralph growing up. And she says that Ralph grew up and went to work with Ed um, at Conglomo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then something terrible happens and she doesn't know what it was. But <laughs> there is a picture of a donut that we see the, the the her like and then something terrible happened and she like loses it. But then he's like, well, what was it? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, there's a pause, though, because she realizes, like, I don't know. Yeah. And then that's like, she's like, I, that's almost like she starts bawling again because she's like, you know what? There's a the falling apart, but I really have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she asks Rocco to bring Ralphie home. Uh, and then she gives Rocco money and tells him to go to Hollywood. Yes. Which I guess is where, where he went. So Rocco and Filbert take the bus to Hollywood and go to Big Head Studios. They take the tour of the studio. And the first place they stop is a group of people going through storyboard, storyboards that include Rocco, Filbert. And the Rhino tour guide, they're like, <laughs> all right, Rocco and Filbert and the tour guide are going to come through. And uh, then the tour guide says, oops, wrong show. Mm-hmm. So, so we're led to believe that we're storyboarding the current events of what is happening. That's right. In the and also, I just want to point out the fact by that, Big Head Studios. that's what I'm saying. I want to point out the fact that there is a Big Head Studios. This guy is famous enough and the show is big enough that he has his own fucking studio. Yeah. So, I mean, that's nothing. Tyler Perry level. Basically, he is the Tyler Perry of, <laughs> of, cartoons. of cartoons. Uh So we see the animation room where they're all drawing. Uh, there's a drawing of a telephone and they are in art class and Filbert taps on the glass and the glass breaks. So I don't know if so it's they, like like tapping on the glass like at a zoo. Yeah. But what if so hear me out. I mean, you were me. at a zoo and I've it been, said, don't tap on the glass. Yeah. And something like it was like there were consequences. I'm going to tell you guaranteed 100% of the time that I've gone to a zoo um, in St. Louis. Yeah. And I've gone past and it says no knocking on the glass, no tapping on the glass. You always knock. not me. No, 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 not me. I don't break rules like that. But somebody that is around me in the line of people that want to see this gorilla exhibit start knocking on the glass. Probably an adult. Because they're an asshole. Yes. Not even a small child. No, 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 no. It's usually always an adult. They just want to do it because they're assholes and they don't understand that like that can really disturb their ecosystem and stuff like that. They don't they don't have loud noises that disturb them. Right. They don't need to be freaking out on the glass and like running over to you. What if that glass did break? Like, what if that was why I would flee? And then, <laughs> do you think that we would have people still not following that rule on the regular or would they be like, I would hope not. Oh, don't break that glass. There's going to be a gorilla who's going to eat your face. Yeah. I mean, I would hope not. But I mean, there have been multiple instances in like the past several years alone where people have, you know, dropped babies into gorilla cages or, or jumped, <laughs> you know, willingly climbed over and landed into a tiger enclosure and been <laughs> mauled to death. You know what I mean? Like that's happened right more than once in years. You would think like, Oh, this news article that's been on there, like that happened. Like, surely that wouldn't happen again. Yeah. People would see I shouldn't climb into this enclosure. And then it happens. Or like uh, what what consequence isn't as drastic as that? But like the know, glass, dumb. like the glass is like half full has like <laughs> has like um like a 
a little bit of acid on the outside of it. Ew. So like if you touch it, like it does you burn start your skin. tripping balls. Not like that guy. Like it like <laughs> burns your skin just a little bit. You or start like, turning white like Boba Fett. Or it's like yeah. <laughs> or it's like an electric glass and like you get a little zap. Hmm. I had a I feel like there's a dance in there somewhere called electric glass that we need to make. <laughs> I had a uh, a taser pulled on me today. What? Like a real one. Uh like somebody I knew at work had one and he's like why? Some like taser. I don't know. Did he tase uh, you, bro? No, but he did like light it up next to me, and, and it's it a scary noise. The crap out of shit me. is a scary noise. Never when you're right next to it. Never have I had one that close to me, and I, I did not, not like not, it. It's the uh, I've had a uh, somebody turn on uh, the baton, not oh, just okay. the the actual gun. It sounds like it does on Batman Forever, or yeah. not Batman Returns. Batman, I mean. Batman Returns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. When the she no jumps joke. and she's yeah yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like it's that's the- like you're like that is an actual sound because that is that is what it is. Yeah, the shock baton that somebody turned on, I was just like, it's just a and I'm just like, ah, yeah, it sounds scary. You don't even have to shock anybody; they should run. Yes, and like all of a sudden you get fucking twelve million volts into your body. Absolutely, absolutely. So next they go to the anim where the animation is actually filmed at, and it's the Chameleon Brothers. <laughs> And they're there just taking pictures of paper and they're throwing into the air, just willy-nilly. Like, yes, I yeah. love it. Work it, baby. And he says, and I, I always wondered how they made it. And he goes, oh, not those guys. They're just idiots or something like that. Because yeah. <laughs> they go into the screening room and they see the fathead cartoon. And then uh, the tour guide shows them the fathead toys that Filbert loses his mind over. Loves them toys. Yeah. Uh, Rocco spots Ralph with a bunch of his yes men. And uh, Rocco and Filbert follow them into Ralph's office. I like that they are like, Yes, literally yes 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 and uh they follow him in the office and then uh you can hear ralph going you're all fired mm-hmm. and so they all leave but rocco and he- and uh it's always rocco and heifer so it's weird that it's rocco and filbert adventure yeah. uh they uh this might be the this is the first time right i think it's the first like solo major, those yeah. two uh, apart from like whenever you're in the comic book PS, store and yeah. the wash your hands turn the page right yeah it's like the only other interaction that's like a full on just yes. those two uh and uh so he fires everybody else but then rocco and filbert stay around because they didn't get fired uh so rocco tells them that they're there because he's, 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 he's like why are you two still here we don't we don't work for you <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and he tells them that they're there because uh his parents sent him and ralph says he has no parents uh, but after Rocco's like, no, I live next door to him. He freaks out and he says he never wants to see his parents again with a lot of nevers. Never, never, never. <laughs> um, so my question for this section, because that's what we do in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, met, we've that was the end of a segment. Seg- we started off the season with a two parter. Yes. Yeah. This is the first time that's happened in Rocco history for us, too. We have a, a have a no son part one and part two. That's right. Uh, do you think that those people that are in the fathead? So if you look at the 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 opening credits of the fatheads, yeah, there's like these pictures of real humans, mm-hmm. and they like put them into the fatheads. Mm-hmm. Are those cast and crew? Like, are those real people? I think those think? are real people that were like, just, just on floor, and took they just pictures took pictures of, of animators. Like, they're like, hey, dudes at Nickelodeon, let's take pictures and put them in there. I, I like, like little teasers. Yeah, and do you think that the storyboard crew is actually like? modeled after people that worked on the crew they have to be like yeah there was like a, a rondy it wasn't randy uh somebody had a picture like a, a name on their hat mm-hmm. the, the main guy uh for the rocco thing and uh the real pic the real question is have you ever been on a studio lot i think you went to like the the walking dead like where they shoot the walking dead right i didn't you didn't mandy did oh okay yeah mandy uh, 
Have you been to anything like that? Like somewhere yeah, where things to, were shot? I've been to Nickelodeon Studios. In real life? In real life. How was I it? I saw the uh, where the globe is with like the the slime that shoots out like from all the 90s stuff. Whenever yeah. you see that at the end of it, like uh, inside like where it was Universal and they had a Nickelodeon set. Oh. I actually watched. I was at a taping of Double Dare. A real one? Yep. Wow. Real one. I, uh, I've been in one of those rooms, I think, because I think that's where they have the, they had the Blue Man Group was yeah. in one of those buildings mm-hmm. that was Nickelodeon Studios. Whatever you see the actual Nickelodeon Studios and you see like the picture of what was like the orange and that the was green that and whole building, that building and everything. That's where uh-huh. I went in. We toured the facilities, saw different places, and I saw a taping of Double Dare. And you saw Mark Summers. It wasn't Mark Summers Double Dare. Oh, okay. This was after Post. 2000. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. But yeah, I experienced that. It was a That's really awesome. good time. Uh, the tour was cool. I got to see a lot of different like gack fountains and different things. Like right. they have like a segment of the studio that's just like, here's how we make the gack. Not really like an actual factory, but of course, like a yeah. factory. But yeah, it was a really cool experience. But that's that's a studio a lot I've actually been on. Okay, I like that. I did something like when I was a, a small child, and the Silver Dollar City. Uh, yeah, in, in Brandon, Silver Dollar City, uh, as well. they used to be paired up oddly enough with Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. uh, for like a summer thing often. And it would be like, Hey, we're gonna have these like Nickelodeon characters, we're gonna have the Rugrats, and we're gonna have like Rocket Power, or whatever it was. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Um, and they did like a, a, a different, like a, a double dare light or a kid's double dare or something like I don't think it was ever televised, yeah, uh, they, they just did like a little studio thing, yeah, yeah. but. It was always cool. I like. I I think I did it a couple of times because I would go there on summers. And time. when I was Universal, we did. Uh, it was a, a a like of that was kind of like that. That was for uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, and I was in the studio audience for that too, and I watched it. it was a a different host. I think that guy actually went on to host the show. Maybe not currently, but like before, after Philbin, there was Philbin, and then there was a guy, and then there was a chick that did it, and now there's another guy that still does it because they still have new episodes oh, okay. of the air. It's like it's it's more of like a daytime thing. Do they now. do the daily one now? Yeah. Is that like they did like uh, what was the the Howie uh, Mandel show? The Deal or No Deal. Then they, then they did a daily version of that too. Yeah, where it so wasn't this, it was happens, the prize think, was less. It was like ten thousand yeah. dollars instead of. A well, million. this one's still a millionaire. Um, oh, really? As far as that goes, it's still who wants to be a millionaire? But it happens at like noon oh. now or something like that. After and they after just call the it millionaire. Uh, no, I think it's still who wants to be a millionaire. But this 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 guy would go on to eventually take over the role of Philbin. But he was the one that was there that was hosting gotcha. the thing at Universal. I don't know if that was like, hey, Philbin might need to step down. We need a guy to kind of fill in, start <laughs> warming rickety. up his, <laughs> you know, chops as a yeah. as a host and see how that goes. But yeah, I was experienced that. That was really cool because I actually got the the button thing whenever they would pull the audience mm. for like the person. Yeah, and you got to select what you, you think were one was. of the yeah, phone and audience the film the like I film the audience thing kind of a thing and got to hit A B C or D on the on the little nice. pad. So I, I like got that. to experience that as well. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Section two. I have no son. Part two. <laughs> so we start off part two with another fathead cartoon uh, that Ralph is watching, uh, and then he sneaks over to a safe in his office where half a donut is kept. He has a flashback to Ed speaking to a group of people at Conglomo about his son starting to work there. It is evidently tradition at the start of every fiscal year that they break out a break a donut, not break it out. They break it in half. Uh, Ralph hesitates to break the donut with his dad saying he can't, uh, but ends up breaking the donut after a lot of pressure. 
he gives a speech after and says that he doesn't want to work at Kungamo and is moving to Hollywood to become a cartoonist. So his like first day. I is, love that the shock and awe of the audience whenever he says, I want to be a cartoonist. And everybody's like, <gasps> like yeah. it's like the worst fucking job that and you could possibly pick. run out of the room and yeah. jump out of the windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is the time when uh, when Ed says, I have no son to to him, to his face mm-hmm. at that point. It makes me feel like they they put a little bit of themselves in this, like as the cartoonist for Rocco. Absolutely. Like maybe like my parents were like this, whenever I said, I'm going to go and try and take my art to Hollywood and see if I can get my cartoon made on television. And they're just like, disgrace. No, you're a disgrace. You need to be part of, maybe this is them kind of like doing their they're airing it out version. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Airing out some grievances. That's right. Now, Ed and uh, Bev's 30th anniversary party. They've been married a long time. Um, Rocco is helping uh, helping serve food, which is uh, live worms on a toothpick. Oh, Dave's. And uh, Old Toad mistakes Rocco for someone named Rosie. Really gross. This reminds me of the old woman from uh, SpongeBob that's in the wheelchair that wants the chocolates. That's basically just bones. Um, that, that's what I thought about because it was like more of a relevant thing, I guess, in my mind, mm. thinking about like that kind of an episode of uh, a more modern show. Yeah. Uh, mistakes him for Ro- uh, Rosie. Starts dancing with him uh, while Rocco's trying to tell Bev that Ralph isn't going to be coming home. But the message doesn't really get a clear relay because he's being spun around the room by the person. That's and like it's thrown him. and then like brought back with the yeah, tongue with and the everything. Tongue. Yes. Uh, Ralph, it's like a gross tango. <laughs> yes. Ralph does end up showing up, though, and says that some beaver guy told him that Ed wanted him to come there, though Ed is not happy to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed and Ralph start to argue, but Bev just wants them to be together. Ralph and Ed gives Ed back half the the half the donut then walks away but ed is touched that he actually kept the donut all of these years meaning that it actually did mean something to him and forgives him he goes you cared about conglama that much he's like no i didn't care about conglama i cared about you <laughs> and ed is also carrying his half of the donut and they put them together and they make up and there's like a, a light. Uh, all of a sudden uh next rocco filbert ed and bev are watching the new season premiere of the fatheads together this time mm-hmm. and then they introduce new characters the next door neighbor a beaver named rollo <laughs> who's ja- with jacked up teeth oh don't like this time <laughs> like your stereotypical aussie accent yes uh and later knocks on the door with his head it's it have to be like like he's he's a moron. Like he's <laughs> mentally challenged. Is I what you're led to believe. When he calls him Rolo, I just lose it. <laughs> I don't like this show. Isn't laugh out loud funny to me most of the time because yeah. it's like it's a kids' cartoon and it has funny parts. But like you the legit fact laugh, that, like it's so <laughs> stupid. So Rocco is not amused at the new character as everyone else is, as you can imagine. And then that's kind of the end. Except for we get a, a slightly a PS scene of Heifer finally shows up. Uh, he's sitting in his own living room watching the show, the the uh, Fathead show, and he goes, "Hey, I don't get it." <laughs> and then it just closes, indicating that he doesn't understand the new character Rolo. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's necessary. I think he Even just doesn't he- get the concept of the show and why people think it's funny, <laughs> like at all. Yeah, it's not Rolo. It's, it's not, not just Rolo. It's, it's not, not the big knows heads. It. He just just doesn't get it at all. He doesn't find it funny. That's why he's probably not in the episode. Yeah, just because he wouldn't get it the whole time. Yeah. And uh, so what if you could make a TV show out of any family member that we have, mm-hmm. who would it be? Uncle Bud. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what you would go with? I would have made a TV show about him. It would have been like uh, the life and times of a modern day job of the hut. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there would have been more to it. It could have been uh, 
the slow slump of deterioration watching oh, like a, a comedy that slowly turns into almost a dramedy that turns into just a really sad final season did you ever in your head put him and jabba the hut in the same boat like they were both big dudes yeah, that you could not when, understand always when he sp- spoke to me because <laughs> I, it was just uh anytime that i saw him was always at a family get together of some kind you yeah. know whether it be uh, we haven't had very many of them, but I seen him at a family reunion one time. Yeah. Uh, and then any of our family holidays, which would be like Thanksgivings and stuff that we would have up at the restaurant and whatnot. Yeah. And anytime he was there, he was always already drunk because yes. he started drinking. Uh, Jay told me at like 5 a.m. Mm. and wouldn't stop. Yeah. So it was just a constant state of being sloshed. Yeah. And that's when I mean, like every time I would experience him, he was already 12 hours into drinking. Yeah. So why would he not sound like, you know, job of the hut? He, he, he was a bigger Hutton-ese. guy. Yeah. yeah He's very hut Yeah. And his, his eyes kind of remind me of job of the hut a little bit. Because they're yellow. <laughs> Jaundice. <laughs> Liver failure. And, yeah. I guess you can get All that. the cool things that killed him inevitably. <laughs> I, uh, I never said they were cool. I just thought they were job of the hut. Like Jabba's not cool. <laughs> No, but he's, you don't think he's cool. <laughs> then why do they keep bringing huts up and back? <laughs> There's two of them on the show now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I too would go with uh, Uncle Bud. No, no, no. I guess I, not. I too. I would go with the restaurant itself. Yeah, like I would. I would. I would. The the characters. Would you call it something else? Uh, not necessarily. You call it BJ's, but I mean, maybe you would do something different just to like not have it an exact copy of the real life thing but the restaurant itself How, has what so kind, many what, characters what kind of comedy would you would you do live in front of a studio audience comedy more of like a uh more like a modern family type of you know like that kind of like arrested development type of comedy uh like a like a as a mockumentary kind of i guess i mean rust development wasn't a mockumentary though that's true not yeah but i meant like like modern family and stuff those weren't like people like the mockumentary would be more like your office parks and rec stuff. Like they're talking to a camera at points. But they in time. do it in Modern Family. Yeah, I mean, right? I guess to a certain extent. But that's they, not meant to be like they're doing a documentary of their family, though. Oh, I thought it was. I didn't think it was because like they they like have their solo time with the camera kind okay. of a thing. I thought maybe that's and maybe I'm getting them mixed up with a different show. I guess I I don't know. Regardless, I mean, yeah. which kind of which one would you think? What would I go? Because like I I equate the restaurant a lot to very similar to. Uh, the the restaurant in Roseanne. Oh yeah, like like that to me. Like the the mother daughters, like, like, like shameless. <laughs> like it's just a <laughs> shitty deadbeat family <laughs> trying to run a restaurant and trying to get by. <laughs> like it, it's I I I kind of equate our family very much to a Roseanne esque. Yeah. Like who's Roseanne in our family? And in, in our family, Is it oh. my mom. <laughs> Your mom could definitely be the Roseanne of it. Yeah, uh, and would that make like Aunt Randy, Aunt Jackie? Is my mom dead? <laughs> did she die from an opioid overdose <laughs> like like is is if that's the case is aunt randy aunt jackie aunt like randy's, she's the crazy aunt randy's like, dan <laughs> <laughs> some reason oh um but yeah and i would go with with the restaurant is yeah. the character that's a good one and everyone throughout it because mm-hmm. there's so much there's so much wild so many wild things connected to the restaurant yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I don't a know. lot of different characters and stuff that could dip in and out. Mm-hmm. One timers, you even just have yes. one offs. What's uh like some of the people that like Blind Steve? Blind Steve, isn't that one of the guys that went up at the restaurant? Steve, there's a Steve, but he wasn't blind. Oh, I thought blind. There's Steve. a blind guy. Maybe it is Blind Steve. 
they knew there's more than one Steve. <laughs> Maybe that's why they have to call him Blind Steve. Probably. He wasn't the only Steve that went that up That seems there. like a Thomas name, so <laughs> I'm going to say that's probably right. <laughs> yeah. Blind Steve, Snoop, um, uh, Jeff Belinsky is another one. He is a, was a homeless man. Was that his real like full Jeff name? Jeff Belinsky, yeah. He was a homeless man, but he had the voice of an angel. Like He sounded like he should have been a jazz DJ. Oh, wow. Like no, like whenever he would call in, he would be like, "Hey, this is Jeff Belinsky here, and I would like to order a cheeseburger. Go ahead and run that through the garbage." And what he meant by that I know was, that, yeah, yeah, he was uh, throwing everything on it. Yeah, it's a, it's with a order everything. of fries and a Dr Pepper, and I'll pick it up at the window. And that would be how he talked on the phone every time. <laughs> like he was doing like a soft, soft jazz DJ like morning show. All right, uh, episode two, section one, pipe dream. We open the scene with the scene of rain and nature. It's such a pretty, almost Disney-esque uh, scene. Beautiful. Uh, that goes and follows the water through the drain pipe and out to a toilet uh, where we see Heifer flushing <laughs> and laughing. I don't know why he's laughing. He's, he's like, he, really, he enjoys a good toilet time. Like he just like he's looking at it like like he enjoys the water just going, yeah, in going down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the toilet backs up though, and Heifer tries to stop it by shoving absolutely everything that he can find in there toilet paper uh plungers whatever is going mm-hmm. in there um and instead it backs up the toilet and then the room gets filled up with water so rocco is trying to get the bathroom also this is at rocco's house oh yeah fyi yes. for people so heifer was doing that to rocco's <laughs> toilet again ruining his life yeah um so rocco's trying to get into the bathroom and water just goes everywhere flooding his house basically they call dr phil septic surgeon uh the plumber and he uh takes a look at it actually it is by sticking his head in the toilet and uh holding his breath and submerging which is weird to think like his toilet large toilet is that thick yeah Yeah, there's no reason it should get clogged if a man can fit his entire head in it (laughs) uh looking around to see that he sees he says uh he says the pooper's plugged (laughs) <laughs> your poopers plugged is going to cost $300 to fix. Heifer says that he's got, uh, he's unclogged many toilets in life that do not need a plumber. So the plumber leaves. He's like, I got this. Yeah. Uh, so then Rocco is plunging the toilet, not Heifer, even though Heifer's got all of the experience. He's uh, supervising this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rocco is plunging the toilet and pulling out all kinds of stuff that I guess Heifer is putting there in the first place. We get yeah. a boot, a, uh, a bowling ball, uh, a safe, lots of toilet paper wads, um and Rocco has uh, some issues with the plunger and ends up at some point like it's plungers just sticking everywhere. He pulls off the entire wall of yeah, the bathroom. Rips the entire wall yeah. out. Yeah. So next they get the snake omatic to try that out. Um just looks like a really overhauled toilet snake. Uh that I think hasn't like doesn't it have like an am I remembering right? It's almost like anthropomorphic, like it has its own personality. Like it looks like a snake that know. is like a going in, like made of metal. <laughs> Uh, so the snake goes through uh, many places in Rocco's house, out the walls, out the different walls, <laughs> under the floor, in out the side of the house, because they show like a yeah. shot of the outside of the house of it just shooting mm-hmm. through the roof um, and even goes all the way into the big head's toilet somehow through the pipes um, while he was sitting on it. He gets goosed. <laughs> uh, Rocco and Heifer uh, go into commercial mode, as I call it. Um, and to start talking about a new product called Tropical Plumber. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh, a little fruits come out and they do a little song and dance. And we have this product already on hand and we're using it now. Yes. We got, oh, let's use Tropical Plumber. And they tropical just start- Plumber? 
<laughs> and the the little fruits are dancing. Oh, little fruits! It's the little mm-hmm. poots, but they're they smell better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Spunky just eats them. So then they're yeah. gone. So the tropical plumber did not work. Next, Rocco and Heifer do some sort of crazy steam power plunge thing on the toilet, which takes all of the dirt out from around and underneath the house. And then they discover that the actual the reason that the pipe is clogged is that there is a giant goldfish stuck inside of the pipes. It's uh, This is what happens when you flush a goldfish. Yeah. This Sometimes is a, they grow giant. Your episode uh, explains that. Goldfish is mad. And uh, he said he's been down there for three and a half years. Its name is Lolita. <laughs> and Rocco flushed it thinking it was dead back then. Isn't Lolita like little girl in Mexican? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, turns out Lolita was just napping, though. Which means that Rocco thought that the goldfish was little and cute and a girl and was wrong about all things yes. now. Uh, Lolita turns, uh, continues to rant all through the night, though. He's just berating Rocco and Rocco's Heifer. Rocco's trying to sleep <laughs> yes. in his bed and just screaming. Along with Heifer and Spunky all in the same yeah. bed. That's weird. <laughs> it's a weird kind of sleepover. Yeah. So when they wake up, the uh, when they wake up, the whole neighborhood is yelling and throwing things at the goldfish from around the perimeter of what is now they a exploded. dirt. And there's like mode. wooden planks that go yeah. from the house to the. So that way they can come and come in to and fro from there. <laughs> uh, as the crowd gets restless, Dr. Phil shows back up to save the day. He pries Lolita out of there uh, and then heads. Uh, the head of the Lolita lands into a very tiny fishbowl that he like. Smile and gives a thumbs up. He's happy. He's got a little bit of water. Uh, He doesn't charge anything. Dr. Phil doesn't uh, for the fix. Do you think Dr. Phil knew it was a giant goldfish the entire time? Like, could he see it through when he looked in there? I think he could see it and realize that he needs, (laughs) he could fix it. But then they were just, yeah, yeah, he probably knew the whole time. Yeah. Uh, So he doesn't charge anything to fix it. And he goes to take Lolita to the O-Town Oceanarium Mm. where Lolita will evidently be in the oddities and gluttony section. Meaning that Lolita is a gluton. Oh, God. It's like a slow reference to peaches. Heifer and Rocco then get the house back together as and get the toilet fixed. They flush the toilet. Nothing goes wrong for them. But then all of the other houses around them, the neighbors get flushed into the ground. Straight into the ground. Yeah. You ever flushed a goldfish? No. Anything? Anything weird? No, we've had fish and stuff like that that have, have passed away. But all of our fish that we had were in. I've never had like a... No. I never had a... Uh, a goldfish like that would be in my room specifically. Oh, okay. Like we had oh, like my dad, whenever we were growing up, always had like, we wanted to do like fish tank for the house. Yeah. So we had like all kinds of different fish and stuff. And when one would pass, maybe flush it. But I mean, that yeah. was him doing that. You ever have like fish tank Fridays? What does that mean? That's where like you does you get like tequila and put it in a fish tank and drink it. You, uh, That's I don't what know. it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up. I was, I was still working on it. <laughs> okay. When you finish, <laughs> let me know. Maybe by the end of the episode, Perhaps. we can figure that out. Yeah. Have you ever flushed a goldfish or a pet or anything like that? No. Oh, like chop up a dog and throw it in the toilet and flush it. I'm just trying to a pet or anything. What no. other other than a fish? What else would you flush? What would you flush? Like a gerbil? Something small? Like a like a small little dwarf that's gerbil? A good idea. Dude, um, I don't think any of it's a good idea. No. Um, spiders. Lots of bugs. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I don't. That's not a pet though. It's, I'm talking about something that you had that you cared for. Mm. I mean, there was a time where I liked the spider, but then he did me wrong. What did you do? He bit you? Yeah. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> I turned into Spider-Man, though, so I got something out of it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Which one? Uh, friendly Neighborhood. Oh, yeah? Tobe. Andrew Garfield. No. Tobe. Yeah. Okay. Season two, episode two, segment two. A lot of twos for Tickled Pink. Two, two, two. So we start off with Rocco and Heifer are jack- at a jackhammer convention. <laughs> 
I've been uh, to one of those before. Have you? <laughs> uh, they, uh, it's like a Comic Con <laughs> that goes wrong. It turns into like a mass orgy. <laughs> Change it to a jackhammer convention. Uh, they even have a place where you can try jackhammers out, which they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, heifers into it. Uh, Rocco has a stomach pain, though, and we see the inside of him is an organ school. Uh, which is, if you didn't know what an organ school was, it's where all the organs go to learn mm-hmm. uh, inside your body. Not like pipe organs. No. Uh, they do a roll call, though. Uh, my favorite, though, is uh, is Bladder. Bladder needs to go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. looks so sad when they're like, after we finish roll call, and he's like, Ooh, and he's a little embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then appendix is missing, though. And it appears that Rocco's appendix is sick. Mm. Rocco goes down. Heifer leaps off the moving jackhammer that he's on to help him, and the beaver medics show up, but to grab the jackhammer, of course, instead of Rocco. Yeah, up, 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 up. <laughs> uh, Heifer, knowing that the, the medics are now gone, runs Rocco to the hospital, like actually for real, runs him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He runs over cars on the freeway through a marathon and then to the hospital where Heifer just passes out on the floor. Uh, the receptionist has the beavers come and get uh, Heifer. And she says, uh, pick up on uh, pick up at reception too fat. <laughs> and they take him to the like pick him up area. and then they do the hups, but they're real slow because he's too fat. Is he's that like, what they do? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's like real slow version. I didn't pay attention to that detail. <laughs> Rocco tells the receptionist that he thinks that he has a problem with his stomach. Uh, the reception makes him fill out stacks of paperwork. Um, and then he gets to a doctor, which Dr. Hutchinson, I like to point out that after he's done, like, what is the 700th paper? It's just like shaking because he can't stand the pain so much and his eyes are bulging out of his head he's just like like scribbling his name at that point when he's like i think i have a stomach problem and she's like oh you you think you've got a stomach problem no yeah. yeah like <laughs> you you're gonna be the doctor and diagnose yourself like she's like annoyed uh but there's dr hutchinson dr hutchinson's doctor that uh the that was the dentist that we had seen previously with filbert that they were going to potentially go on a date but then did not yeah uh, she's the dentist that uh, didn't want to be a dentist anymore. She got tired of looking down the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, she says they're going to have to cut out Rocco's appendix. And then uh, she sends for some help to come get Rocco. Uh, we get the help is an ape guy named Dick and a buffalo named Buff. So Buff and Dick take him to the room and give him a hard time about his chariot wheelchair. Um, so, oh, Mr. President, the wheelchair. His suite, which is the hospital room, and his ball gown for the pretty ball he's going to the hospital gown. Um, They're kind of buttholes. Yeah, really. Uh, Rocco watches TV while he's waiting for his surgery, but everything on TV is about cutting. They're like, we're going to cut down this branch. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. The price is as low as ever. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Rocco is in bad pain. He calls for nurses, though they're too busy playing. One of them's got like a Rubik's cube, and the mm-hmm. other one's doing something else. I can't remember. So Rocket goes to into a closet that's full of body parts and passes out and wakes up in his bed. Pinky, his appendix, uh, is now sitting at the edge of bed, uh, now also amphithromorphic uh, that we're talking about at a body part that is yeah. speaking to him. Uh, sad that he has to leave Rocco. And Pinky, you know, he's kind of sad. He's never even been to a carnival, he says. And so Rock was like, well, we can, you know, it's, a, it's your last time. We, we can go take you to a carnival. So he goes there and then it becomes another thing and another thing. They go whitewater rafting. They go tightrope walking. They do mm-hmm. magic tricks. They go bungee jumping. The Rocco doesn't have a rope for his bungee jump. And then uh, Pinky really wants to drive a bus through a wall of TVs. Uh, but after that, Rocco just he's finally had enough. 
So Pinky says that it's time for him to go. And then Rocco wakes up to Dr. Hutchinson telling him that it's all over and that his appendix is gone. So this all was just kind of like a fever dream, yeah. I guess, of sorts whenever he was under anesthesia. And then passed and out, brought to, and, and then yeah. everything. Absolutely. But it was kind of a it's kind of a bittersweet little dream. Yeah. I guess. So Rocco takes his appendix in a jar home and buries it in the backyard. Uh he visits uh he's visited by Pinky's angel, who is now with Rocco's baby teeth and his tonsils. <laughs> And uh, he says he's fine and that they're going to go now. So after that is done, a very thin rock or a heifer. Um, and when you see thin, you may very pencil thin <laughs> who is still wearing his suspenders that are, and everything that is the same size. So you see like boxer brief or boxers underneath yeah. sticking out uh, is uh, walks up to Rocco uh, and tells him that the Rocco had to do it. They had to do an emergency hypsosuction on him. His fat angel is with him. And whenever I mean say fat angel, I mean like his like goopy goo fat. Uh, but the fat is mad that he didn't get to go to some kind of a carnival like Pinky did. <laughs> like somehow, how do these body parts know what is going on in it's another like person's dream? You appendix. know what I mean? Uh, so the fat flies away. He's like, <laughs> as he flies away. <laughs> Kind of sounds like the same voice that they used for the toad from the very first episode. <laughs> uh, Heifer uh, says it's better that the body parts move on, though, because he's got some toenail clippings that have been haunting him for years. So fucking weird. <laughs> um, and so I got a couple questions for you on this yeah, episode. Of one, have you ever been in close proximity to a jackhammer? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Have you got to run one? No, never ran one. Uh, close proximity was there was one at a construction zone, probably the most recent one that I could think of. That was in Philadelphia when we were going to the Philly Comic Con in yeah. 2016. There was one in a construction zone that we were walking past whenever we were walking to the convention center from our Airbnb we were at, and uh, it was kind of on the opposite side of the construction zone, but reverberation from between two buildings and echoing out like in between everywhere else. Yeah, and those city streets are so narrow; it was loud as fuck. Oh, man. I bet. Um, but yeah, that was the closest proximity me. I've probably ever been to one. It surprised me that they still let a human operate one. <laughs> operate one. Like for like the body like, damage and the hearing damage alone, like it's just got to be rough. I think for all extensive purposes, they have the jackhammer bits and body parts that they put on like small cats yeah, now. Absolutely, <laughs> not like a, an animal cat, <laughs> but a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew. I'm glad you I know, specified I, for I, the I audience. I just want to make sure that they knew. What <laughs> that would be horrible. Can you imagine like a, a tiny little kitty little doing kitty that? <laughs> but yeah, like they'll put it on like a little bulldozer bit, and they use that to break up most yes. of it anymore. Um, but I would assume that for practicality sakes, for small little bits and you pieces, they probably there. have to get yeah. in there. That makes sense. It's kind of like using a little fine tooth comb to. To get out the little That's bits, right. you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's the closest ever. What about you? Have you ever been a close one? No, no. I don't and I, I don't think have I have not to. operated one. No. Do you <laughs> probably have I to did, have a license if, for I that? I, imagine, if I right? did, I would definitely bring in earplugs at least or oh yeah. Or noise cancellers. Cans, all kinds of be layering it up. What was your other question? Uh do you still have all your body parts? Have you ever had like a, a an appendix no. out or a tonsil no. or nope. I never had uh, any of that stuff. I guess the most body part I've lost was whenever I got in that golf go, golf cart golf cart go kart accident, and I lost all the skin on my neck. <laughs> you were gonna. I thought it really was a golf cart accident. Yeah, go kart had a mean golf cart accident. No scars or anything, but I like I had no skin left. I mean, that was probably like the most amount of thing I've lost. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. I mean, yeah, teeth and fingernails. Yeah, I guess that too. But that's it. Like nothing mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to lose. Do you bite your fingernails? No. 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 I'm bad about that time and time. It's a dirty habit. It is a dirty habit. You know what they say. Hmm. 
podcast day is a very dangerous day, but in Rocco's voice. This has been an IFNZ production. Yeah.